focus on the product and have a plan. Invest in marketing and hire people. What happens with new business entrepreneurs? They try to do everything themselves. And I've seen so many of them. They've got fed up. And they give up on every single thing because they're so fed up. They're overwhelmed with work. So one is focus on the product. Second is outsource the work. Don't do it yourself. Third is invest in networking and marketing. Hello and a very big welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. If this is your first time here, then I'm thankful and grateful that you chose to spend some time with me and my amazing guests. And if you've listened to me before, you know that we put on a phenomenal episode because each guest is special and they have an amazing story to share. And today is no different. If you haven't already, before we get into the episode, I'd love for you to check out the website at elevatedentrepreneur.fm where we have amazing content and together with all of the amazing goodies that come with each show, including show notes and transcriptions. Now, back to this episode. Today's episode is episode number two in the special food entrepreneur series that I'm running here at the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. And it is with an amazing founder. Her name is Meenakshi Vashist, and she runs the company Go Organic, which is an organic juice company right here in the UAE. Now, what's even more better about this story is that Meenakshi started her company when she was pregnant with her second kid, and she suffered from terrible backache. And when she realized the power of juices and how she cured her back pain with just juicing, she knew she had to get started. But what's interesting is that all she had when she started her company, there was no plan, there was no vision, and that's how she got off to the races. And there's so much more for you to listen into and how Minakshi stumbled in the first few years and finally she found her footing post-COVID. You heard that right. She found her footing post-COVID where she's launched some amazing product lines with her team. So, Tune in and listen to how Minakshi got started. Let's cue the music. You're listening to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast, a podcast designed to help retailers, restauranteurs, and entrepreneurs simplify business operations and use modern technology to elevate their business. Here's your host, Deren Bhatia. Minakshi. Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you very much, Diring. It's a pleasure to have you. I'll tell you why. Because one, I am a super juice person. I love having juices. And when I heard about Go Organic, in fact, I told you the story. We were at a cafe the other day and my wife and I, we had breakfast and we ordered breakfast and juice. And guess what shows up? A really nice, lovely bottle of a Go Organic orange juice. And I'm so glad that you're here because I want to hear all about how Go Organic started. So before we get into all of that, tell me a bit about yourself. So I'm from Mumbai. So I was hired straight from Mumbai over here. So that's how I came to Dubai. And then I got married. I met my husband here. And then I took a break. So I took a break for three years. And that's purely because I've had back-to-back kids. So within one year, two months, I've had two kids and two C-sections. So that's actually how Go Organic started. So because I had children so quickly and such a small gap of time, and I had two C-sections within such a short period, the C-section in general puts a lot of pressure on your body. 
and having two kids at such a small gap it literally put me under a lot of pressure my back was paining i literally put on so much of weight and no energy it had drained me down so i had taken so many medicines i had to take calcium supplements multivitamins and iron and a lot of things and what happened was every time i took a pill the pain subsided and after that it came back again and this went on and on for like 2 years and i was going nowhere with it it was just a temporary relief kind of the whole brain child behind go organic is my husband so he comes from this place called rishikesh in india so it's more into holistic living organic living spirituality so he then told me to give up on all this medicines and let's start juicing and that's how i actually got into juicing so then i started having green juices straight green juices nothing absolutely no fruit as well for two months with food it was not just juicing and i did that for two months and within two months my back pain went off it's been so many years it's still not there and my energy levels came up i shrunk i had so much of energy i slept better it suddenly made me realize all i did was just juice you know there was nothing different that i did i still followed the same lifestyle that's when i realized the power of food and so i wanted to know more about it then i came across the documentary patsik and nearly dead and then i started knowing more about it and that's how the whole journey of go organic started so it started with me having very very small children didn't know what to do i had no vision for go organic i was just doing it for the sake of doing it some time passes happening for me but i guess it was the right time because there were not many players in the market and people were actually looking for those products so we then hired a nutritionist created juice cleanse plants created like 19 different juices and that's how we actually launched and as i said the time was ripe so there was a huge demand for it and still is it still is i guess we come in the health food category so it did pick up quite a lot i want to go back a little bit in time so you said to me that you landed straight from india you were in a corporate job what job was that about so i worked in multiple companies i worked in emirates nbd i worked with odd jobs kind of i worked for the mac not that i was very happy doing that i was like at a wrong place this is not what i'm supposed to do So I guess with go organic I'm thankful because I actually found what I'm passionate about and I really enjoy doing it. So you were working you weren't happy you got pregnant and I got to see some of your kids before we started recording and I was saying to you you're such an amazing negotiator we should talk about it in a little bit. <laughs> so you're pregnant and you've now started to realize that you can do something better and your husband and you started to juice. You mentioned this was your husband's idea and he comes from this place called Rishikesh Did you already have this idea of wanting to do something in the food business do you think No so he has his own market research so he's from market research he does his own thing i do my own thing but the brain behind it is his So he's also a mentor for many companies Amazing And i know i heard of your husband recently you and i also know a mutual friend his name is Lijo he's part of your DNI chapter right? and he was on Lijo's podcast which i will make sure we link to in the podcast show notes so that anybody is interested in the marketing podcast they can listen to your husband and he was speaking very highly of him so what i want to get to is you've seen that there is a lifestyle change through juicing and it has a big benefit on your health did you know that you wanted to go into creating a brand called go organic at that point i want to figure out how that started no i never planned at anything so when i started go organic there was no vision there was nothing 
I was just made to do it. So there were many issues, there were many hardships. Children were so, so small and it was so difficult. And there was such a small gap between both of them. There were so many times I must have wanted to give up because it was really difficult to handle the kids. When you're very small, you have limited amount of money for marketing and then you do events and this thing. And then you have the children. <laughs> it was very, very difficult to juggle, but it just kept me going. Something in me kept me going. As I said, the whole concept, the whole idea was my husband. And that's how I actually started it. So we started very small with a license from Russ. This was 2013. Within a year, we took our bigger space here, very close to where I live. We took our kitchen, we rented it out. It's 2013. You've launched Go Organic. As you said, it's a very small space. Were you juicing at home? Is that how you decided to start the business? No, we couldn't juice at home. So we did rent a space before. And what was the team like at that point? When you started, it was just you and your husband? No, my husband was never a part of it. So one thing which I also very quickly realized is when I started, I was all alone and there was one person who was doing juices. But one thing I very quickly realized in my life is a very common mistake which a lot of entrepreneurs do is they try to do everything. And I think that's a very big mistake they do because I understand there's cash flow always and you want to retain as much of cash you want to do and hence you don't want to outsource. Very quickly, I realized that's not correct. I had to do it because my children were small and I was like, forget it. I don't care for the money. It's okay if I don't earn anything for a few years. But when I started hiring is when I saw that the company started growing because then you have enough time to do something better in your life. And thankfully, I learned it very, very quickly. I guess within a year, even before that, six, seven months, I literally started hiring people for every single thing. Within this country, you have enough people whom you can outsource the work to. So which really, really helped me. And that's when actually we started trying to grow. The numbers increased. So every time I used to hire, I used to think, oh, no, will I be able to pay these people? Oh, my God. Like Namita. Namita came to us when she told me her piece. I was like, oh, my God, will I be able to pay her? But when we hired her, that's when we realized it actually works. You have to give it out to people without thinking. You take those risks and then you move forward. And so who were the first few people that you hired? There was this Filipino guy called JR who went back to Philippines. Then we had two kitchen staff, one from Sri Lanka, one from India. And then, as I said, then we started growing. Then we started hiring. Now we have quite a few. As We are not a very big team. as a matter. Even now we are quite a small team. We are like 10 people. A lot of our functions are outsourced. And... When you started Go Organic, like you said earlier, obviously you were juggling so many things, just had two kids. You launched this idea that juicing will help others. Did you have the recipes already? Did you figure them out as you were going? How did that piece come out? So the first set of recipes were done by Dr. Asma, whom we were working with. After that, whatever we did, we figured it out. So honestly speaking, all the innovations came in just recently. So one thing what happened was within Go Organic is we just stuck to doing juices and juice cleanses. And that's what we've been doing for six years, seven years, thanks to COVID. And then we got into all the retail outlets. So we got the contract for Carpos and we were in all the retail outlets. Thanks to COVID, we pulled out of it because we didn't want to work on credit terms. And that's when the whole concept of launching new products came in because we need to recover the extra income. But that was a good decision. So. All these new products, the keto shakes and the protein smoothies, whatever is coming, 
we research and we create it. For we're launching a kombucha from kefirs, but for that we had hired a chef. So she taught us everything. The kombucha, the kefirs, the broths were all taught. So we usually also we hire people to teach us things. Okay, so back in 2013, you've got Dr. Asma who's helped you come up with these juice ideas. You've launched the product. You've hired a few staff, and you're off to the races. It sounds like a dream come true, right? Was it really a dream come true? Were there any challenges that you had when you started? Initially, too many because you don't have resources. I have a huge thanks to BNI because I changed me, transformed me completely. It gives you a huge network. But before BNI, I had no network. I mean, I did not know anyone. So, no, it was quite hard. You make so many mistakes. You just don't know. You're always stressed when you don't know what to do. And I'm not sure a lot of people know what BNI is, but you and I are part of this group called BNI, which stands for Business Network International, which is where we give and get referrals from. That's a phenomenal platform. I probably will do another episode on it at some point. So, did you join BNI in 2013? No, I joined BNI much, much later. This is my third year. I just finished three years with BNI. I joined in 2017. So, you said you had lots of challenges. Can you? Tell me an example of a challenge that you had when you were starting out. Because you know the thing is, actually, a lot of business owners, we all get started on similar pathways, and we all have these challenges that we come through, but we don't talk about them, and we don't give the opportunity for somebody else to feel like, oh, I've been there, I've done that, or I'm going to get there. So I want you to maybe take me through a problem that you had, and I want you to tell me how did you recover from it. So because I had no mentors. My husband was quite busy with his business, so I had no idea how to do a business. You know, I only knew recipes, and I know I had to make it. What to do next? I don't know. So, juices we used to make, and then you need to deliver, right? So, I didn't know you had to approach delivery companies or anything. So, we used to take. There was this lady who had also got a shop over here, so I used to hire her drivers and pay them separately. So, talking to them was a headache, and. Sometimes the drivers used to not come, and we have committed to the customers, you know, and we had to do it. So there was a time when the driver said, "I'm not coming," and the customer is waiting for the delivery. And that time, my older son was like three, and my younger one was two, and it was seven in the evening. So they they sleep by seven thirty. So I was feeding my older one. My maid was feeding the younger one. So I was feeding him, and that's when I got a call saying that no, I'm not coming, and I was so stressed. I just did not know what to do, and then I just left his food, and I started calling everybody, whoever I could call, because you had to get the juice to the customer. Yeah, because they were waiting for. I forgot that he was there. By the time I realized, it was almost one hour which had passed, and when I came back, I saw that my son was already sleeping on the chair. That is when I realized that I will not do this anymore. He was sleeping there, and it really broke my heart. So yeah, these delivery challenges I had too many because I really had no mentor. I did not know that you had to do these things. There were times when I used to just hire a taxi and I used to do the delivery myself. We <laughs> 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 had to do that. So there are people who would have a business plan, a business strategy, and they'll put everything in place. Then it becomes easier. Someone who has no idea what to do, where to head to. And that's how I actually started with zero knowledge of anything. When you started Go Organic, what was going through your mind? You said, "I'm going to launch this amazing juice company. We have some amazing recipes." No, no, no. Trust me, I had no such dreams. But you just had this idea that you wanted to get juices to people because it was super helpful. Yes, that's about it. 
honestly, I mean, I have a huge thanks to God to where the Go Organic has reached. To be very frank, I know I had never even dreamt that it will even reach this level ever. I mean, I'm very focused with my work as much as I want to work, as many hours I need to put in. But no, I never had that I have to hit these numbers. Now I'm like that. Yes, it's been two years. Now we have investors. In fact, even when it started growing, it started growing by itself. And I still didn't have a vision. So I still didn't know. And I used to always tell my husband, you know, I lack ambition. I really lack ambition. We grew very, very quickly. It's very interesting that you say that you lack ambition. I feel the same sometimes. And I think that the problem with that is as entrepreneurs, as leaders, we don't give ourselves enough credit. When you say it just grew on its own, there's your sweat equity, your team's sweat equity. But what you're saying is so true. And I'm getting goosebumps just listening to you because we all do the same thing. We don't pat ourselves on the shoulder and say, what an amazing job we've done to get to where we are, right? We don't enjoy the small victories. And I think sometimes we have to do that as entrepreneurs, as founders, we have to do that. We have to look back at our successes and say, wow, mm. we've done phenomenal. So thank you for bringing that up. I congratulate you because I, I don't think Go Organic would be where it is today if it wasn't for your efforts and your hard work. So well done. So you've got these delivery challenges, you've got kids crying at home and you're thinking to yourself, do I stop? Do I go? How did you overcome the delivery challenge? What did you do next to fix that problem? So that is when I realized that whether I earn money or whether I lose money, whether I don't have money, whether I be on losses, we will have to outsource work. We need to get organized. So that's when I actually started finding delivery partners, hiring people. So we started hiring drivers. There was Transcorp company, which had just started then. I don't know if you know about them. The Transcorp had just started and they came up with this whole thriller van concept. It was expensive back then. But then we still decided we'll go ahead with that. At the end of the day, we need to see how you give the best product to the customer before your profits. As long as you do that, profits will follow. This is what I believe. 100%. I completely agree with you. The product has to be really, really good and it should fill a need. And then, like you said, if it's the right product and the right market, money will follow itself. When you started doing the juices and now you figured out the delivery company, was there a target audience that you had in mind? Was this for end consumers like you and I or was this designed for a bigger... Always end consumers, yeah. And how many flavors did you launch? First, we started with 12. Then we launched Ayurveda. That became very popular. So because I'm so much into greens and vegetables, so the first flavors which came out were our low glycemic cleanse, which is heavily vegetable-based. And super green because I like it, you know. But then I realized because I like it doesn't mean everybody will like it. People wanted to have more fruity flavors, more sweet flavors. So that's when we launched the Ayurveda. And after that, we launched the Refresh, which is a very mild cleanse. It's nourishing, it's healthy, and those kind of juices. It was in phases. It took us like a year and a half to launch the entire range. In that point in time, how did you do market research? How did you know what the customers like? No, nothing. What market research? No. <laughs> but having said that, without anything, also, we did very well. So we never invested in any marketing or we never invested in any ads or anything. Those were the times, I guess, 2014, 15, especially. It was a huge rise that we had seen. And people were looking for these products. So even if you just do a SEO, you are visible. You do a few events, you're visible. Mm. 
and i know you mentioned namita namita by the way for those of you who don't know her namita is is an amazing marketer she's actually been on the podcast herself and we talked we had a great episode about how business owners can do better marketing and like you're saying seo is one of those aspects where you can put a little bit of money as long as you put the right strategy in place it will help deliver results is that how you got popular because of seo and marketing so initially what we did is because we had lesser budget there are a lot of these facebook groups you know arabian ranchers women green community ladies we used to go and post in it the offer that we have so that's how we actually got so we didn't do any ads or any marketing for a very very long time we just posted on all the facebook groups and that's how we got people and then we kept on contacting them they referred us more customers and then we used to do there were so many events that times we used to go to events and we used to just sample the juices take down the database so it was a lot of groundwork and you're doing all of this yourself right you've got two kids at home you've got a very skeletal team but you're doing all of this yourself you're running around doing all of this events i kind of gave up as i said because i saw that i can't do it anymore i was very guilty to leave them so i gave up the events very very soon within 9 months of starting go organic i gave up on events and all we did was put it on facebook groups so as i said i always had people most of the housewives if you just give them a target they would do the sales work so we thankfully got good girls who were doing it for us and they used to do the marketing it was a different economy at that time such an interesting idea to do that level of marketing right most times you would call it grassroots marketing then going into each group and you and you post which is phenomenal i don't think a lot of people can think of that idea and it's a very innovative idea and sometimes we forget that something as simple as that can be such a powerful change maker it's very powerful but then after some time the facebook admin of those groups will tell you to stop it's not something which can stay for a long time but it did help us for the first two years amazing so you've now got a team you've got the delivery guys sorted you've got your juice flavors sorted so it's 2015 i think now from where we were initially what's happening now at go organic you're still doing juices right because you said everything launched all of the new products launched very recently back in 2015 it was still juices yes until last year it was just juices and juice cleanses that's about it this year start in january we launched soups because we realized that people are not just wanting juices juicing can be quite difficult cleansing can be quite difficult for some of the people who would want to really eat as well and during winters especially they want something more comforting and that's when we launched our range of soups soups are very low in glycemic index and again very high in fiber so the weight loss people who are looking into weight loss for them it's quite powerful that picked up very very well because it opens a whole lot of new audience and during the covid times we launched a lot more products we launched the keto smoothies keto shakes so we launched three flavors of keto shakes which is doing good we launched celery juices because there's a good big demand for it that is still yet to pick up but now recently we launched our protein smoothies in five different flavors and protein cleanse and power up cleanse and that's purely because when a person is doing a cleanse people who are into working out they are not able to work out because the body works very hard during the cleanse and they get tired and they want to exercise and they're not able to exercise so that's when the whole need of launching something which is high in proteins just last week we launched a protein cleanse but our best selling are still the soup and juice cleanse the soups the juices juice cleanses so i just want to go back in time you mentioned you've launched it's 2015 you've grown quickly you ended up 
being featured at Carrefour and all these big stores. What was going through your mind at that point? Were you thinking of expanding into other countries? So there are, you know, there's something sometimes, it's not that you plan things, you know, there's something in you and there's an inner voice in you which will tell you, okay, do this. I don't know if you believe in that, but I do believe in that. I do. It's your gut. It's your instinct. Why we got into the car for is because the inner voice in me told me to get into it. So the reason why we could never grow beyond e-commerce is purely because the shelf life of the juices is just three days. So anywhere we go, nobody's going to take us. And we didn't want to pasteurize. Pasteurization is actually heating the product, which ruins the nutrition. We didn't want to do that. We are all about cold. And pasteurizing gives it longer shelf life. It does, but we can't do that. Right. So there is a process called as cold pressuring or HPP. It's widely used in the States, actually, in most of the juicing companies. So the process is you juice, you seal the bottle, and the sealed bottles, they go under cold water chambers. A lot of cold water pressure is put on the sealed bottle, and this increases the shelf life to 45 days. And that's what cold pressing means? That's cold pressuring, HPP. Cold pressing is a different uh, method. Oh, wow. Cold pressing is a way in which you retain the entire nutrition. So there are no blades, there's no heating. It's just crushing the vegetables and fruits, taking the pulp out, and a lot of pressure is put on the pulp. So it's a two-step process. That's cold pressing. Cold pressuring is a way to extend the shelf life without harming the nutrients. It's a very expensive process and a very, very expensive machine, and hence it was not there here. So in 2016, somebody bought that machine over here. So that's when it was like, okay, great. Now that the machine is here, now we have a bigger market to tap. So once we did the testing and everything, and we saw that the shelf life had actually increased, we approached Carpo and they very happily took it. So that's how the whole retail actually kind of grew for us. Retail, and then we got into quite a few restaurants. So up until that point, it was purely e-commerce. You'd get onto the website, you'd order the juice, and you'd deliver them. It's still that. I mean, that's 90% of our business, to be very frank. Okay. And because you just, like I said, at the beginning of the conversation, you decided to exit out of all of your corporate arrangements because of the market situation. But up until then, it was purely e-commerce. And then, like you said, your inner voice told you that there's a better way to do this. You found this machine and you decided to use HPP to increase the shelf life. So how much does HPP increase the shelf life by? 45 days, but it depends. Wow. The juices shelf life is 45 days. The keto smoothies, anything which is based out of nuts, it's just seven days. Even though you've run it through the HPP process? Yeah. So smoothies will be just 15 days. So it's actually dependent on the kind of ingredients that go inside. Wow. So now you've found this amazing machine. You've gone into care for what happened next in Go Organic's story. So next is, as I said, we started growing a lot in retail, but we very quickly realized that retail is not something which we can do at our scale. We are quite a small company and competing with huge brands, we've got huge investment. And that's not where my passion lies. I mean, that's not something which I envisage the company to grow. Obviously, we'd love it, but it's not something which is my forte, where I belong to. So during COVID times, we had to pull out and I'm so glad that we did that because that's when I got the time to think something different. And the whole focus started coming on the e-commerce and it was a very good decision. We launched so many products. Today, people come to our website and this is so many. We have a cutting edge over all of our competitors today. So when you say in COVID, you decided you had to leave your corporate arrangement. Why was that? What happened there? Because we didn't want to work on credits. We wanted cash. Because 
part of the problem here in this market also i think as many other markets is there's a lot of credit that's given out yeah we have 90 days credit period and did the companies actually pay in 90 days some of them did some of them were still chasing so that had put us into debts actually that's the reason why we got out of it completely we didn't want to work on it so that was a good decision that we took yeah and i think like you said as soon as you got out of that not only did it help you create new product line but also i think bring back the focus to what you initially started out with yes something which i absolutely like to do we marginally lost what we had we were earning from the retail and the other chains we are still close to what we were earning so it's okay you know it's not that it has hit us this episode of the elevated entrepreneur podcast is brought to you by cloudscape and cloudscape's many different products designed specifically for retail and restaurant business owners if you are considering opening a retail or restaurant business or maybe have one already and are looking to solve technology problems then let's speak because we can give you a helping hand and make sure that you're set up for success for more information check out cloudscape.ae or get in touch by emailing us at hello@cloudscape.ae Yeah and not every channel is right for every business I think you choose your channel mix over time and like you said through experience you get to learn what's working and what's not working so you've talked about covid quite a bit i know covid has impacted almost everybody some in bad ways and some in good ways you've already told me that covid forced you to think about new flavors what are some of the other challenges that you had during covid that you had to break through actually trying thankfully nothing to be very frank we were actually quite skeptical what will happen we thought we'll have to pay our staff half especially the kitchen staff because they don't earn much in any case the cooks and the chefs and all we thought we'll have to do that but you know very quickly we kind of moved out of it and the e-commerce really picked up during covid times and you mentioned earlier in this conversation that you had decided to outsource like your marketing your accounting did you think that was a big key factor in helping you be successful even despite covid yeah so marketing yes so marketing now we have our in house so we have hired our own marketing man so now we do not outsource it anymore yes accounts is outsourced hr is outsourced what others i mean the designing the seo those part of things are outsourced it does help keeps the cost low internally it does but having said that it's not a great quality of work when you outsource things because they are not just doing your work you know they are doing 50 more accounts you know and you are just a part of that rather if you have your own staff who's working i know it's a cost on you but the dedication that person has for only your account is much higher significant like we actually saw that with the marketing so we worked with many marketing agencies we did work with namita as well we worked with sangeeta as well from your chapter but then eventually we hired our own marketing manager and that really changed the whole thing that was one of the best decisions we took because she's not just doing 20 different accounts you know she's just doing our account and it's focused you know and the numbers actually spiraled up after she came in even the operations and accounts initially we used to hire like a small term person who used to handle the whole operations this time we actually paid someone double the salary and asked him to come in house and that guy has actually managed to bring down the cost so that's what i mean you need to really think it's okay to pay people you know but there are other benefits to it so yeah having your own staff is actually much much better if you get over outsourcing but yeah again things like hr we don't need you know it's okay we can outsource it auditing 
yeah, we'll have to outsource and that has to be outsourced. Designing and all, yeah. So those things, as of now, it's all outsourced. And how do you go about making this transition? So you said you worked with multiple marketing agencies. How did you go from testing with them, like trying with them and then suddenly figuring out you need to get someone? And how did you find this person? Did you need to know a lot about marketing to find the person? Sangeeta will kill me anyway, if I tell you what <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to He's go to Sangeeta's story. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, we were working with Sangeeta and it was a fabulous job done. Okay? The thing is, the girl who was working on her account was no longer working with us. So the day she was leaving, I had called her up to ask about my account. And that's when she told me that I'll no longer be handling. Somebody else is handling. And she told me that she's not going to be a part of that team anymore. And then I was like, okay. But even before that... I can see where that, this is going, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Even before that, we had decided... So I had already told the marketing agencies that we don't want to work with you guys because we saw that they... So you are just one of their accounts. And we were not getting the results that we wanted. It was good job done. It grew from where it was and then it plateaued. So then I just offered her, why didn't you join me? And for her, it was easy because she was anyways working on our account. She knew everything. So to get her was a very good decision, yeah. I think that brings up a good conversation. I say that if you find talent, no matter where it is, how it is, if you find it, great to bring that in-house or great to pursue that and take it somewhere rather than letting it go. Because a lot of times we come across these opportunities where we see good talent, but we're too scared to ask as entrepreneurs or we're not. We don't want to talk about it because we may think maybe we're not able to afford it. But unless you don't ask, Unless you don't offer, you never know. And for you, that has worked really well, right? Bringing that talent yeah. in-house has changed your marketing. Like you said, she's now fully dedicated to Go Organic. And you've seen numbers change considerably. What other pieces did you bring in-house after your experience? We outsourced as well. So we had our own delivery services. So we had our own van. We had our own drivers. So we stopped everything. Right now, we just have one chiller van, one driver, which also will be closing. We'll be outsourcing it all to three different delivery companies. That's purely because having your own drivers is more expensive, but not that we have terminated the jobs. We've just moved them into different departments. Having your own drivers is always more expensive and paying for the vehicle. So outsourcing is much more easy is what we realized. Very interesting. There are certain things that you should outsource and there are certain things you should bring in-house. right? And like you said, you started with in-house having your drivers in, but now you've outsourced them because there are much better companies that do it better, faster, cheaper. And nowadays it's much cheaper. Before, it was double of what we were paying. Things have changed, especially with the landscape with Pickup and Fetcher and all these companies. right? They're commoditizing delivery completely. So it makes sense. And I, I can understand what you're saying about why it makes sense to outsource that. So 2020, COVID's happened. You've exited Carrefour and all of your other retail channel. You've come back to the basics. You've come back to e-commerce with new products. How has things been since then? Things have been good, interesting. We've grown quite a lot with regards to the e-commerce. We've doubled up our revenues. We're still not there where we want to be. It's like, you know, you've reached this level. Now you want to do better. That thing is there. Okay, I've got this. I want to double up the revenue now. So we are kind of working on our marketing because we're launching so many products, you have to reach out to everyone. So the next phase is to launch everything. So we're launching 28 different products, everything to be launched by 2021, December. And it becomes a full-fledged platform 
people just don't buy juice cleansers. People buy every single thing, even if they want to buy a replacement, a coffee replacement, they can buy that. If they want to have a meal in a bottle, they buy that. If they want to have something with apple cider vinegar, they buy that. If they want to buy kombucha, they buy that. So even if it's 150 dirhams, they buy that. If they want to buy something of 1,500, they buy that. So it becomes a full-fledged platform. This will need a transition. So that's my vision, actually, making people aware of those products and reaching out. As a small business, you just have this much money to put in marketing. We still invest quite a lot, but you, know, you just have this much. And a big shout has to be done about it. Absolutely. There's no story told. If you're not marketing, then you're not selling. You need to market, right? Exactly. It's all marketing. Trust me. People who don't market will not survive. Yeah. I want to ask you, you mentioned earlier on in the story that you got funding. You reached out to investors. When did that happen? That was when we got the contract of Carrefour. So once we got the contract of Carrefour, our kitchen was not big. It was small. You know, It was in the same building, but it was still small. And considering the numbers of Carrefour, we realized that we can't use this kind of kitchen. We would really need to revamp ourselves. As I said, I have to really be thankful to God for many, many things. Raising money was equally very easy for me. So I never had the stories which other people had. BNI, actually, the first investor came in from BNI itself. So there's this ladies group, Icons. I don't know if you know about it. I do. I posted in that that we are this company and I am looking for this kind of funds. And the first interest, the first investor came in through BNI. And when you got this investor, what did you offer them? Did you offer them? No, so we declined that. And then basically we secured money from friends and family. So very quickly we got that as well. So... This is probably just angel investing, people giving you money because they know you. Yeah. Did you give them any part of the business, any shares in the business? 30% of the company is dissolved. Because you had to raise money, and which makes sense. When you were raising, did you know how to do this or did you learn this while you were... My husband, no, 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 no. Everything was done by my husband. <laughs> I don't know all these things. Because you mentioned he's a mentor. He knows a lot of this. He's a pretty sharp guy when it comes to business. And... Before and after investing, how did that change? Because now that you have all this cash coming in, what did you do with that cash? So, yeah, this is something which you have to be very careful as well. So once you have the cash, you know, you kind of get spoiled. So one thing which also we very quickly realized, and thank, thanks to that, is people tend to use that cash, and we did that as well. And that's when the cash starts depleting in your account, and you're kind of like, oh, it's all gone now. So when I realized that, I kind of parked that money aside and like, no, now we are not using this money anymore. We will generate our own money. If we don't have, we will not spend. And that's something which has to be inculcated because I've seen a lot of people who raise money, then they get spoiled and then they get bankrupt because they just lose that money. Getting cash is easy. Retaining that cash and using it for the right purpose is another different thing altogether. Their money is still, I mean, a part of their money is still kept aside. Whatever we run is completely from our sales. And what was the reason for that funding? Was it, like you said, to address markets like Carefor, you needed a bigger kitchen. So I think a lot of that was capital. Bigger kitchen, bigger machines. All our machines come from the States, the packaging machine, hiring more staff. Also, one thing which a person should realize is just because you have money, you should not hire 25 different people, you know, let it go step by step. And I think we did that also very well. So once we got also, we didn't hire, we just let it continue. Let the numbers coming and that's when we will hire. So we kept doing that. So we first let the sales coming. That's when we will do it. 
So we needed money for all of that. Packaging material is quite expensive. The cold pressuring, HPP is quite expensive. So we needed all of that money. Marketing, retail. So we invested a lot in retail. In fact, we used FLC. So they do this marketing, the sampling at all this retail outlets. We had used them for three months. And was that a successful strategy, selling and sampling like that? It was, but see, I mean, we are not at that level. I mean, see, how much money can you pour? We raised like a million. A million is nothing when you're talking in retail. You need to be a big player to be able to invest that money, which we don't have. And honestly, do I want to be there? Do I want to compete with brands like Barakat and other brands who sell at four or five dirhams? No, I don't. We don't. That's not even our client base, no. We would rather create something different and give it out to people who are the right audience and those people are growing. So yeah, we wasted a lot of money on retail. To be very frank, we were bleeding because of retail. And I want to make sure I understand, when you say retail, you're not talking about selling to Carrefour, you're talking about selling to consumers through Carrefour and other... So we don't sell to consumers, we just sell to Carrefour. Ah, okay. Yeah, we sell to Carrefour, we went Choi Trans, we went Adnorf, we went everywhere. So how does FLC help then in sampling? When there's a new product, you need to sample in-house. When you go to any of the supermarkets, you must have seen the sampling girls. You know, they give out samples to you. Try it. This FLC is one of the strongest marketing company who does it. So they used to give those girls. We used to give the products. And people tried. Got it. Okay. That's your direct-to-consumer model, right? Yeah. But when you're referring to retail, you're talking about selling to Carrefour directly and Choitram. We only sell to them. So we have a distributors whom we used to supply and they used to supply to the retail outlet. And you mentioned earlier that you're obviously revamped the entire product line. You've changed a lot of things now. It's no longer just juices. You're doing so many other things. The keto diet, the protein stuff, protein shakes. And you said earlier on that you want to create this platform where people can buy anything. Buy anything which is plant-based. So that's a very common concept in the West, especially if you go to US. You'll see a lot of brands who do that. Something similar to that is what I want to create over here. And how much time do you think is needed to achieve this new vision for Go Organic? So we will launch everything by next year. As I said, it's 2021, December. We should launch. We're launching in phases. Recipes already, but we have to launch them in phases. We need to give time to people to absorb one kind of product. By 2021, at least I presume we should be able to launch all the products. We've launched quite a few now. We were supposed to launch kombuchas now, but we launched the protein smoothies. And I hope and I pray that you will make it. Like you said, it's earlier on, having no vision and now having such an amazing dream, you have a direction to head in. I think that's really important. How has your team been since COVID? Have you made any changes in your team? You said you kept a lot of people, you didn't let anybody go. We didn't terminate anyone, in fact. We kept everybody. No, but I don't think a lot of e-commerce companies suffered during COVID. So we were scared, but everything was in place for us. And do you consider yourself to be an e-commerce company as well? Yeah, we are all e-commerce as in, we're not e-commerce as such. We can't be compared with Noon and all. We are a health platform. It's a platform where you find everything. We are a wellness company. We're still a juices and juice cleanse company. But along with that, we have anything which is more than juices and juice cleanses. 
we will be launching paleo shakes paleo smoothies so every single person who follows a particular lifestyle they'll have their solution when it comes to beverages from us and we will never venture into food that is not our forte we will do anything which is related to beverages fantastic so manashi what i want to hear from you is and like we said earlier on this is not an easy task to do you didn't wake up knowing what you wanted to do and where you wanted to be you've come a long way If you had to do something differently in the last six years, what would that be? Differently in go organic, I would have taken the steps which I have taken now very quickly. Like we delayed marketing for a long time. It's only when I met Namita is when I realized the power of marketing. Otherwise, we had hired some very cheap company who charges cheap prices. That doesn't really work. I guess there's also a right time for it. I would have joined networking long, long back. That would have made me a lot more stronger because before I had no clue and what to do and how to do. So yeah, I would have joined BNI for sure. I would have joined other networking. I'm also part of other networking groups like Thai and Endeavor. So marketing and networking would have been two things that you would have done differently. Sure. And if there was one piece of advice you can give a new entrepreneur who's just starting out, what piece of advice would you give them? So uh my vision always and always has been less on how much profits are but you focus on the product and have a plan invest in marketing and hire people what happens with new business entrepreneurs they try to do everything themselves and i've seen so many of them they've got fed up they've literally got fed up they give up on every single thing because they're so fed up they're overwhelmed with work one is to hire outsource the work give out the work to people let it be and focus on the product which is your core as i said it's okay if you don't earn anything thankfully i'm in a space where i probably don't have to shell out a lot of money for the house probably something which is good for me but i understand a lot of people don't have it as long as you focus on the product it will sell i had no vision you know when i started i learned it as i started working so one is focus on the product second is outsource the work don't do it yourself third is invest in networking and marketing absolutely well said right i think all of these are very key lessons that we learn many years after if we had them at the beginning we would be very different but then at the same time like you said a lot of people have bills to pay they're scared to make these investments but i think what is really underlining this entire conversation is believe in the product if you believe in the product everything else will fall into place So I have two more questions for you and then we will wrap up. One is because you're on the elevated entrepreneurship podcast I want to ask you what do you think makes an elevated entrepreneur? Caring for the people who work for you and also caring for your customers because in the end they are paying you. When that thing kind of starts dawning upon you and with that mindset when you run the business that entrepreneur for me is elevated entrepreneur. Driving force is not you. driving forces beyond that i follow this uh, chinmaya mission you know he talks says that make your vision so so high that you never reach it why because if you end up reaching it then there's nothing else to strive for the attempt is not to reach that vision the attempt is how high you can go while striving towards reaching it very well said amazing last question where can people find you if they want to connect with you minashu Our products are available in quite a few outlets, so Horeca outlets, restaurants. But we have kind of reduced our numbers as well. But otherwise, no, it's all e-commerce only. And so, Go Organic 
obviously we'll link to the website we'll link to your instagram channel yeah fantastic and that's that minakshi thank you for staying with me thank you very much dreen it was a great being on the podcast thanks for the opportunity thank you so much for staying with me till the very end of the episode you've done it i've got three specific asks for you only if you think that this podcast is worthy of your support and if you've enjoyed the content my first request is for you to hit the subscribe button actually smash that subscribe button so that you can get notified when new episodes come your way or if you haven't already head on over to elevatedentrepreneur.fm and subscribe to the podcast on the website so that new episodes are emailed to you right away My second request is for you to help me spread the word with your friends and families and business owners that would enjoy this podcast and help elevate them too. You can do that either by leaving a review on your Apple device or just telling your friends how cool this podcast is. And finally, if there's a question that you've been dying to ask me or if there's pieces of feedback that you'd like to give me, head on over to elevatedentrepreneur.fm/speak where you'll be able to record a voice message that i can listen to and also maybe feature here on the podcast together with my answer i'd love to hear from you thank you much love and i'll see you in the next one